How many of you guys out there have uh, gravity feed smokers or want a gravity feed smoker? Or if you had more information, maybe you might be interested in it. Well, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do just that today. We're going to clue you in on some of the principles of operation of a gravity feed smoker, some of the benefits, some of the the things to keep in mind uh, when shopping for a gravity feed smoker. You're listening to the Barbecue Culture Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, fellas, it's Frank Cox. I'm glad you're joining us. Hey, uh, you know, on this podcast, we, uh, we're starting to get a little bit more technical. Um, I've got this, uh, this website where we put up a form, and uh, we're inviting people to go there. And uh, all it is is you answer one simple question. It's ask.thebbqculture.net. And when you get to that website, you just, uh, it says, what's the biggest thing you struggle with when cooking on your smoker? And uh, so that form has been up for quite a while now, and we're getting a lot of positive feedback on there. And it seems that the biggest thing, the most common thing that people are asking about is, uh, you know, technical issues about you know how to operate a certain kind of pit how to control airflow how do i control temperature in my pit how do i get rid of these terrible temp swings how do i get more consistency and efficiency out of my smoker that's that's the biggest thing people are asking um so anyway if if you want to hear something different than that go over there and fill that out and uh, let us know because that's where we're sourcing our content from um, the subject matter we're talking about here, but so one of the one of the common questions, of course, it's been mostly stick burners uh, from startup here when we started the show, but one of the the main subject matters we get asked about frequently is gravity feed smoker operation or gravity feed smoker theory or anything like that, and uh, we have to give the man credit that come up with this whole deal, Walter Stumps. Um, he's a he's truly one of the pioneers of barbecue, and uh, he absolutely came up with a fantastic design for a for a gravity feed smoker. And uh, it's it's uh, it's won a ton of competitions. It's uh, incredibly useful in uh, in catering and you know all different sorts of operations. And uh, so we want to give him a shout out first of all for inventing that amazing smoker and uh so over the years you know there's been a lot of different people build that kind of smoker and and uh a lot of different uh concepts have have been brought up and you know we've got a couple different ways we've built it over the years um many people have bought our plans that we uh we have a couple different sets of plans for a gravity feed smoker that you can get and build it yourself um but anyway out of all the different designs rebel superior um you know there's a bunch of different ones out there myron mixon even has one uh you know stumps of course um and then uh you know our design um what what you wind up with essentially is an insulated cabinet some some different brands have different wall thicknesses um, you know, we're going to speak specifically about our design in this in this particular episode. Um, the, our our design we uh, we call for an inch and a half thick 
uh, wall thickness on our smoker uh, smoker plans there and uh, we use a, a mineral wool rigid uh, board style insulation in there that's uh, we recommend you use Roxel is the brand R-O-X-U-L and that insulation is about a 2100 degree insulation and uh, you know it, it holds up really well the biggest benefit of using that insulation is that it don't fall down inside the walls as you're bouncing that pit down the interstate and it gets rained on or whatever and uh, some moisture condensation grease whatever from leaks different things happen and get the insulation wet um, it, it's not as subjected to that so that's one reason why we recommend it it's also easier to work with but um, so essentially you're dealing with an insulated uh, steel cabinet um, and ours is about an inch and a half thick and we're gonna have a series of cooking racks that are placed vertically on top of each other and it's gonna have a large you know door on the front that opens up uh, the entire inside of the cook chamber and when you open up that door you're gonna see below the cooking racks about the lower foot of the cook chamber you're gonna see this weird looking tube in our design some other designs just have a flat plate some of them have a drain pan there's all different ways of doing it but ours has got like a transfer tube is what we call it it's a channel that's upside down so the bottom is open and the the products of combustion or the you know the warm air mass that comes from the fire uh, passes under that channel and as it goes across, there's only one way for it to go is to spill out straight down. Even though it's a warm air mass, it's going to pressurize and push down. And that's going to cause our air mass to kind of mix a bit so that, so that we get an even cook chamber left to right, even cook chamber temp. And then it's going to, it's going to tend after it does that to try to draft straight up towards the top. And when it gets up to the top, it's going to kind of turbulate a little bit. You know as it's going through the meat it's going to hit the top and it's going to have to find the exit in the cook chamber out the smokestack so that's going to give us a little bit of natural convection inside the cook chamber now you're not moving air like if you blew air out your mouth you're not even move that much air you're you're moving a very 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 small amount of air we're we're talking like five cubic feet per minute so what is a cubic foot of air so we're talking about a literal cubic foot of space that's called a volume and the cubic feet is how many how many volumes are moving in a given length based on other design criteria like static pressure and things like that so we're moving that volume of air so many feet per minute velocity so that's that's like it's it's you can't it's very 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 small amount of air it's it's like almost none whatsoever so we rely on pressure in the cook chamber to help us get convection i.e an example the uh the smokestack damper is closed down you know to cause restriction so now we go backwards from the cook chamber we go through the transfer tube we just talked about and we go into a place that we call the burn chamber the burn chamber on our plans is constructed out of half inch thick iron and what we do is because that's literally a forge like you would see a blacksmith blowing flames you know into and coals and getting it really hot and we want that to last for a long time so we recommend that that's built out of half inch thick iron 
And then, so that's literally where the fire is. It's it's a very small area, typically about 10 inches square or so on uh, different models. It's different sizes. And uh, so you're going to fit, you know, not quite a pound of charcoal, maybe a pound. It's about six inches tall. And that's the area where we want a fire burning. That's the, the height of our of our transfer tube where it leaves that burn chamber. It goes directly into the into the cook chamber. So below that area is a place called the ash box. So the ash box, when the, when the charcoal is on fire, it's sitting on a log rack or a, or a charcoal grate. And that's usually constructed out of pretty heavy steel. And as that charcoal is burning, it's turning into ash as it's consumed. And it falls down into that ash box at the very bottom. That's also where our combustion air comes in from our blower <clears throat> or natural draft, whichever you're using. And uh, that's where we're gonna control how much air comes into that coal bed. So the air comes in through the air inlet or the ball valve or whatever you're used to seeing, the fan comes in through there. And the only, the only place it can go is upwards through that charcoal grate and then the design of the chute or hopper that sits on top of that burn chamber prevents air from going straight up. It can only go out through that transfer tube into the cook chamber and out the smokestack. So we're controlling the pattern of air where it goes. So let's go above back into the chute again, and we're going to go directly above that burn chamber. And that's what we refer to as the chute or the hopper. And at the very top of that hopper, it's full of charcoal. At the very top is a door and that door is sealed completely shut. No air can leak through it. And so that, that prevents the fire from drawing air from above, which keeps the charcoal above the burn chamber from being on fire. And on our, on our design, um, we have a kit that we manufacture. Um, and we also have a turnkey smoker that we build out of that kit on that particular pit you can hold your hand on that door up on the very top and you won't feel any heat whatsoever coming up it's 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 just like room temperature right there because there's no there's no warm air mass going up there's only one direction it can go because of how well it's sealed so what we do we've got 20 pounds of charcoal inside of there and if you've ever lit 20 pounds of charcoal on fire in in just open air prepare yourself because it is an inferno. I mean, it really lights up. And if it's in a chute or a cylinder of some kind that's vertical, that the top is open, that's why rocket stoves work the way they do. You basically got a flamethrower. So it's very, very, very important that you keep the, uh, the top of that chute completely sealed and do not let the door be open. Otherwise, you'd have a flare-up of mammoth proportions. So Anyway, what we do is we control our, our cook chamber temp with the ball valve on the on the opening coming into the air box or the ash box or with a, a digital temperature control that's hooked up to a fan motor that uh, is in charge of blowing the correct amount of air into the into the uh, the ash box to go through the coal bed. So I hope that's making a little bit of sense. I'm going to touch on one more thing here just to kind of hopefully answer another question or two. 
the other the other issue we run into is uh, how do we light this thing? So when you're lighting the first fire in your gravity feed, it's an empty chute. My preferred way to do that is to uh, open up the top door, open up the ash box door, and open up the cook chamber door. And we're going to take a, uh, a charcoal chimney, like a Weber charcoal chimney, and one of the big ones. I prefer to use a pretty good size one on a bigger pit, like our double pan. And uh, I'll light that charcoal chimney on fire. Usually I use a gas burner of some kind. And uh, what I like to do is get that charcoal to where the very top of the charcoal chimney is starting to kind of turn a salt and pepper kind of a color. It's not all gray. It's not all black. And I like to uh, take the charcoal chimney at that point and dump it down the chute from above. And all that charcoal is going to go down and sit on that burn grate. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take a lit or a bag of charcoal and we're going to dump it down on top of the lit charcoal. And we're going to fill the chute up. You don't have to go all the way full, but... You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna cook for a long period of time, go ahead and fill it all the way up. And then we're gonna let that door on top of the chute be open for a little while. What we want to do is we want to start we want to start burning charcoal and getting it lit and getting it hot. That's sitting on top of that lit charcoal. I usually do that for about five you know minutes or so. Just leave it open, not not a long time. Then we're gonna shut the top door. We're going to shut the ash box door and we're going to, we're going to shut the cook chamber door. And for a little while, we're going to open our, uh, chark, our, uh, chimney on our cook chamber all the way up, get our draft controller running or run the ball valve, however you want to do it. And we're going to, we're going to start getting that cook chamber hot. Once that cook chamber comes up to temp, we're going to crack that chimney down to about half the char the chimney on the cook chamber, crack it down to about half. So we can cause some restriction in the cook chamber. That way, that way the air has some dwell time inside the cook chamber, and we're able to even out the the, the inside of the cook chamber temperature. Um, anyway, at that point, the only thing you got to pay attention to is if you if your charcoal if your cook chamber temp starts to take a dive, you want to make sure and check that your the bottom of your uh, burn grate isn't restricted with you know just like any air gaps or any bridging or anything like that in the charcoal, preventing it from falling down. Um, on some models, the chute is uh, is straight up and down vertical, and charcoal can bridge in that chute and prevent it from falling down. So you might have to take a rod from up above and, and hit on it a little bit. Um, in some cases, like if uh, for whatever reason you wind up with what I would call a clinker, um, which is just a ball of something that just won't fall through like ash taking wrap on the bottom of that burn grate a little bit with a hammer or something you know keep your hand back and let some of the ash render down and then uh, you know shut the door right away and that'll help you with uh, you know get your cook chamber back under control your cook chamber temps well fellas I hope that helped out um, I just pulled in the house here in the garage here <laughs> if you heard the dinger dinging um, you know, uh, uh, so I better get on in the house, but I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast and, uh, give us a review. If you're on iTunes, go to the bottom and then click the, click on the stars, give us a rating and, uh, you know, write a review. We would sure like to hear your thoughts on how we're doing with our show. 
And, uh, you know, if, uh, if you're on one of the other platforms, they got the same thing going. I just don't know where it lives. So, uh, anyway, peace out, brothers and sisters. Light a fire. Invite somebody. Convert them to the uh, barbecue culture. We'll see you on the smoky side.